Hello, Katerina. Hi, Sam. This is going to be a great week. You know why? Yeah, tell me. Because I'm going to London. Well, I can't feign surprise because I do know you're coming to London because you're coming to、uh, an event that、uh, I'm also going to be at. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I actually think that during that event we need to take a picture of the both of us that we can use for the podcast. Oh, that's perfect! What a great idea. We need we need that type of thing. You know what? We also I also realized that we keep forgetting. In this podcast, tells us that we're formulators and not marketing people. We're not mentioning like our Insta handles or anything. <laughs> That's what, everyone does that all the time. I realized in all the podcasts. Yeah, they do that, and they and everyone in、um, interviews, PR and marketing and brand owners, whereas we do not do that.、Um, Katerina, what has happened this week? What would you like to talk about? What? Where are we going in this podcast? I saw an article from. I went on Twitter to to see、uh, what the latest is in in beauty, be- the beauty industry, and、um, I saw this article. It was about say, the brands that mix beauty with culture, and it's all about the that beauty brands now, some at least, are starting to collaborate and look at. Areas beyond beauty. So look at、uh, art, look at design,、um, look at music. Just look at other types of creative areas and kind of bring together the brand and and、um, you know that particular artist, or if it's a museum, or if it's I saw、um, Miller Harris. She was working with poetry, for example,、um, and it was kind of in line with what we've been talking about here. I think to some extent that. Formulation and and the creating the products is actually something creative, for me at least it is.、Uh, so I was I was actually glad to see that this is catching on. There are more people like me and you, you know, to to kind of look beyond and and you know mix it with something else and and see and, and make something interesting out of it instead of just oh this is a cream and it will take away your wrinkles and your dark spots and you will look like a Barbie. You know, you make it you. Yeah, you make it more interesting than just uh, uh, th- this is a product that will、uh, make you look like the norm. Yeah, yeah, it's looking beyond the functional. And what did surprise me was that the, the fragrance industry have always been、uh, seen as more have more creative flair and artistic、um, elements to it. They're a lot more out there, really. The the fragrance industry. Just look at some of their adverts. Some of them、yeah. are just completely nutty. Um, yeah, but it's interesting that this came about because the cosmetics industry has always flirted with art and design and film and culture, and I think it's just gone full circle.、Um, uh, just people haven't been talking about it. It's gone. It's been a lot more, as you say, functional, and we're concentrating on dealing with specific issues. But、uh, there's always that element. It it is an industry that.、Uh, Is is on a par with the fashion industry, especially.、Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think that's right. But and it also it ties into the, what we talked about this with the beauty in, industry and the beauty products as a ritual, and and also instead of just being the corrective pro, you know, correct something.、Um, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel something,、uh, which is very much what art does as well, right? Yeah, completely. It inspires you, and if you go to a spa, a lot of the products in the spa. 
aren't really products to correct something cosmetically. They are there for that exact purpose, to make you feel better. It's the uh, massage oils, it's the aromatherapy, it's the yeah. smell. It's, it's exactly that. So uh, I, I love that article. I'm thinking, you know, this is the future. This is the future of the beauty industry. If you were to um, put your brand uh, alongside another artistic endeavor, what what would that be? How do you where do you see your uh, what you're creating? Nini created by you. That's uh, that's interesting. What what I haven't even thought about that. Well, since since it's about personalization and making it. Um, you know, looking at the uniqueness of each individual and like probably someone, probably a brand that that stands for uniqueness, I guess. Yeah, individuality and expression. Yeah, individuality, exactly. It's interesting to try and align yourself with a common cultural aspect or, or an artistic endeavor. Personally, I would, I, I kind of, I can identify with stand-up comedians more, like Amy Schumer, <laughs> those people, rather than, you know, beautiful film, film stars. So, so uh, you know, I would love to work with a comedian, maybe. That's not how traditionally it's been done. But actually, that's probably, that's how it should be done from now on, because that's, um, that's the future, that, that sort of uh, having a voice and um, uh, an opinion and making people laugh. I, I really like that. Yeah. So Amy Schumer, if you're listening, <laughs> call me. <laughs> uh, yes, that was a good article. Talking of the fragrance industry. Yes, I was looking at, they are now using um, latest technique in biochemistry, biotech to produce fragrances. So for example, um, they're playing with the idea of creating fragrances that, you know, are from plants that doesn't exist now. So, you know, you look at... Um, I'm assuming gene manipulation to to create certain cells or certain genes that then create the scent of a plant that existed existed historically. Or something that is extinct. They're trying to recreate it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. A plant that is extinct. Exactly. Which is pretty cool. Or to create even new more scents, use biotech to to really get cells to create uh, or plants to create um, new exciting fragrances. I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. And also, it's very clever marketing because if yeah. you say that we've recre recreated the fragrance of, of this plant or this flower that is now extinct, then nobody can say, well, it doesn't smell of that because nobody knows what it ever smelled like, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it's, it's sort true. of perfect, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because no one could disprove This is the dinosaur role. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, that's true. It's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Um, I've not se I haven't seen anything about that. I'm going to look that up. That sounds fascinating. And also from an environmentally perspective, I mean, if you can kind of speed up the growth of certain, which is, I don't know if, how good that is for the environment, but at least kind of if the flowers grow quicker to, so you can, you know, harvest them quicker to extract the, the scents. Now, when I say it out loud, I'm not sure how good that is for the environment, but, um, you know, it's an idea. Anyway. So they're actually recreating the plants rather than synthesizing what they think it smelled like. They're actually restarting the um, the plant. Is that right? Yeah. So that's one idea. I mean, that's one take. That's one part of it that they can recreate plants or recreate at least the the parts that create the scent. But also, um, you know, since you can then look at manipulating genes in general, like for example, you could get flowers or plants that grow quicker than they normally would. So you grow them quicker, uh, harvest them, 
extract this, the fragrance and then you can kind of get another crops up and running fairly quickly so you can get more like i don't know now i'm just speculating but say roses for example and you know you need like ton tons literally tons of rose petals to create a kilo of rose rose oil that's right that's why it's so expensive exactly so that's maybe one way of um, you know speeding that up to to create like a gene manipulated rose that is for just for creating the scent who knows what the environment if it's environmentally friendly or not i don't know I have to read more about it to see, but I think I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, way of using biotech. Um, did you see that the, uh, the, the what we were talking about with Perry, the differences between the regulations in the UK and the regulations in the USA? Uh, the Advertising Standards Authority have have upheld a complaint against some acne in inverted commas brands who are claiming to do a little bit more than um, than than is legally allowed. And what they were claiming were that they were treating acne and acne is a, medi- a medical issue. And what they should have been doing was talking about clearing blackheads. The brand is called Acne Free, which in itself is quite a bold claim. But they, what they're doing is they're not claiming that. That's what their brand is called. So they've got round that aspect of it but it's about controlling what people say and and with these uh, various claims that have just been upheld it's a bit of a wrap across the knuckles for quite a few brands that have um, overstepped the mark it's such a fine line though isn't it it's it's the classic example like reducing the visibility of lines and wrinkles that you can say but you can't say it reduces lines and wrinkles Right. Yeah, that's right. And because it's that's more of a that's more of a an opinion of, you know, out of 100 people, 80 people might perceive that that it it has some effect. Exactly. And when it comes to acne, you can you can say like it, it's suited for acne prone skin. But as you say, you can't say it's treating acne. No. And, and actually, I think. Reading into it, you want to not even put acne in any of your literature, um, because because acne is a is a is a medical issue, oh, okay, and obviously okay. cosmetic products can't claim to treat uh, m- medical issues. They can only yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. so uh, that so that was interesting, and I think the ASA have found that even spots now could be linked to acne so you can only say that cosmetic products clear blackheads and help keep skin clean um you need to steer sort of well clear of that wow yeah exactly and you have to it's could could just be like one word that you miss and it's it's difficult for small again coming back to small brands because obviously you don't you want to comply with all all regulation but you don't you don't have an the, the cash to hire a lawyer to proofread everything you write, you know? Oh, completely. And the, I mean, what they were claiming was that, that the general public perceive acne as spots. Uh, so they were trying to lessen the, the, the medical yeah. issue of acne and say, well, when people hear acne, what they, what they perceive it to mean is spots. But uh, the ASA found against them. And also, I, I'm quite interested as to who has complained to the ASA. I, I, I've got a feeling that rival brands are the main people that complain. Yeah. Um, just to cause trouble. Yeah. 
I suspect it's other brands trying to get one over on their competitors. You know what? I think so too. Because every time you talk to people, now I'm thinking more anti-aging, but it's the same with acne. You say something like, this cream has moisturizer, contains retinol and hyaluronic acid, for example. And they go, oh, so it's anti-aging. You're like, no, it's not. (laughs) Because you can't say anti-aging. No, no, but it's good for aging skin, blah, blah, blah. But this is the thing, like the perception, like I, I, I think you're right. It has to be a competitor because I don't think consumers even think about it. And when people say spots or breakouts or acne, you know, it's like part of life. You just want the product that treats that. They look into it if they receive sort of three or four complaints. It's good that they look into these issues. I think it's important, but there is a, a fine line and it's becoming um, even thinner between what's a cosmetic and what's, um, what's a medicine. Like on, on beauty hackers, for example, people have difficulty of doing that distinction. And it has led to the marketing term cosmocutical, which uh, is one of my pet hates here, because it, it, we, we you know there are strict guidelines. It's either one or the other. It cannot be both. But some genius in the marketing department has made up this phrase, which lends people to believe that a cosmetic product can have um, uh, medical properties. So uh, again, just just confusing the issue. Um, and I find myself going on and on about it, but because are people really interested in being told that that's not the case? Do they really want to hear that? Or is I, somebody tweeted out today that marketing is about uh, understanding what makes a consumer feel great and and giving it to them so if they feel as though something is like a cosmocutical it makes them feel like it's doing more than it is 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 that okay uh, is that what marketing is or or when it comes to our industry you're dealing with a regulated industry that has rules and you can't you're not allowed to say certain things but but people do so it's a, it's quite a tricky area really um, because we want people, as as you say, we want people to to feel uh, like products are, are making a difference and 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 feel nice and make them feel things and and. But how far do we take that? If a product smells nice and makes you feel good, it's doing something. Again, going back to the ritual. But I think there needs to be, and I, I think all brands needs to be clear, especially when it comes to this is a skincare product the consumer goods product but it's not a pharmaceutical uh exactly shall i dare mention the a word yes please do sam amazon yay because i have done some things with amazon so basically you know this is a project i kind of pick up and then it stops and then i pick it up again so i wasn't really sure where i was but i'll tell you where where the status is for me i managed to now get a store on Amazon, because I I was approved as the trademark owner of Nini. I haven't set up the store yet, but I, I can. And I, I started playing around with it, and I started kind of looking what other people are doing. I also have a pr- one pro- I managed to get one product up there. But the thing is, it's it's like when you if I just if I search for it specifically Nini skincare, it pops up. But otherwise, it doesn't. It's like, you know, of course, if someone starts skincare or night cream, whatever, you know, it's like a gazillion people there. So this, I guess this is, will be my challenge now. How do I cut through the noise? You pay them. Yeah. Is that how you do it? Yeah. 
But the thing is, I st- so I tried, that's I tried as well. I kind of went in and I said, okay, I'm going to do a sponsored link. I'm just going to see how it works, you know? And even that, it, it, it put, had like status, it seemed like it was up and running, but it, it was nowhere to be found. So I don't know if I have to pay them more money. I guess I have to sign up to with their fulfillment as well, which I haven't done. Yes, I think FBA is a is is the way to go. That's I think if you get that, I think you're just automatically you're going to be boosted on Amazon. I'm pretty sure because they like to have that control of the logistics. Yeah, and suddenly you're on Prime Delivery, and that and that's the key. Mm, yeah. Okay, I got to be on Prime Delivery. Right. Mission for next week. Okay, well, we'll keep going with that, Katharina. We'll keep pushing and we will get there. We will. But we have to get there before Christmas. Okay. That's the deadline. 